Hello and welcome to Weep Spawn, where we talk about everything and anything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hey Bobby, glad to be doing this, and this one's going to be a little bit different than we normally do. Today, instead of talking about an anime or a game, we're going to give you guys a little bit of information and tell you guys how we became interested in anime and gaming. So... For me, how I kind of got into anime is I was actually forced to watch it. So I was over at my aunt's house and my cousin was watching the television or whatever. It was basically when we were younger, we kind of had take turns on who decided what to watch on the TV. And so he was already like big into anime and I didn't really like it. His choice was Naruto. It was on, and it was a new episode or something, and I was like, no, we're not watching this. And he goes, come on, you have to just give it a try. And I was like, okay, whatever, because there was nothing really else to do. And so I was like, all right, I'll I'll just watch this. Also, slight spoiler, the episode I ended up watching was the third Hokage versus Orochimaru. It was right after they set up, like, this purple barrier type thing, and... He was fighting Orochimaru. That was literally my first episode watching Naruto. Was one of probably a major scene is the third Hokage versus Orochimaru. I just find it funny that how I got introduced to that was a fight. And that's like, what, halfway through Naruto, I think? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, episode list? The, yeah, halfway through the, the first Naruto and pretty funny because that happens to be my first episode that I watched as well. I was just scrolling through Toonami. And for people who might not know, Toonami was just on Cartoon Network. It was just a typical cartoon station. So I thought I was just watching some random cartoon. I didn't really get the concept of anime. And Naruto was on. I'm just like, oh, what is this? It's in the middle of their fight. And I see this old man with this weird-ass pale snake guy. (laughs) And there's this giant demon behind this guy pulling out his soul. And I'm just – I remember watching this, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck am I watching? It was pretty scary because I was used to happy cartoons where there's a cat chasing a mouse and stuff like that. And I'm just looking at it. This demon's – pulling this guy's soul out the guy then cuts half his soul so he doesn't die this demon pulls the other dude's soul out too and takes him into the abyss and i was just like what did i just watch (laughs) and i think i finished the episode but after that i just turned it off and i'm i didn't really i couldn't really process it because i wasn't really big on like scary things back in the day so i was just shocked my my reaction was slightly different was just because I like I, before this I've heard of Naruto because I actually had or I knew some people at my school who actually read Naruto and so I knew of it but I always I'm not gonna lie I made fun of it a little bit because I was like what is this like this is so weird and I never understood the appeal to it until I was forced to watch it and then I was like you know what Maybe I should give this a try. I think for me, it was more curiosity. 
kind of how you said it wasn't your typical cartoon. Like, they actually aren't afraid to kill people. And I was just like, wow, this, this is different. I didn't really have an opinion on whether I would like it or not. It was more, I want to say it's more almost strictly curiosity that I wanted to watch it. And so when I first started watching Naruto, I had to find it on YouTube. And I don't know if any of you guys from, I, I want to say maybe the late 2000s, like 2009 through 2010-ish era, if you try to watch anime on YouTube, there was always like part one, part two, part three. If you were lucky, you found one person that had like 15 or 20 episodes, part one, part two, part three, and then you'd have to find someone else because of copyright wasn't strictly enforced on YouTube back then because this was back when like YouTube first kind of came out. But the struggles were you would watch part one and then like the next video how it'd be like, oh, watch next would be part three. And then you would have to scour through part two or you'd have to go to their channel. And like these videos were posted like years ago. So obviously they have like 60 to like 200 videos posted and you're trying to scroll through just to find part two. There were sometimes I'd try to skip, I would skip a part and then I'd be like, yeah, I don't, something major had to have happened in this 10 minute span. And I was like, all right, I got to go back. That was a struggle for me, was <laughs> trying to find the different part, part one, part two, part three. And anyone else watched anime on YouTube, you you know what I'm talking about. I never really had that struggle, mainly because when I did watch anime, I was, I was older. When I was younger, I just stayed away from it because it was dark, and I wasn't really into the dark stuff. When I first started watching, I did, my first anime was on YouTube that I watched start to finish. Which I'll talk about a little bit later, but I never really had that problem, only because I stayed away from anime. It was just too spooky for me. <laughs> uh, I could see that. I, I stayed away from anime a lot throughout my childhood, too. So, my first anime, I what I consider, I had three first animes. And what I mean by that is, I think for a lot of people, because they don't realize it's an anime, almost everyone's first anime is Pokemon. Now, everyone, at least in my generation, everyone loved Pokemon, everyone loved the card games, the video games, everything. I remember every year getting the Game Boy and getting, uh, I think I got, yeah, I got Pokemon Red was my first game. Pokemon Red, then Crystal, and playing with the Game Boy and all my friends and everything. So, Pokemon was... If you want to say my first technical anime, Pokemon is definitely my first one. Alongside like Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh! All those like Saturday morning cartoons that are technically anime. But everyone kind of considered them cartoons, so I don't really consider it. My next first anime is One Piece. I watched it on Toonami. And kind of how you said earlier, Toonami was more of a... Kind of like a late night cartoon network type thing if you watch cartoon network or any kind of like late night television you kind of know what adult swim is so toonami was kind of like that but obviously it was for like cartoons but it wasn't really for now looking back on it it was a lot of anime that was on toonami and i feel like the reason they put that there was they didn't want like the mainstream cartoons to be interfered with this so they kind of made their own section and one of the things 
I started watching on Toonami late at night was One Piece. And if you don't know what One Piece is, it's just um, Monkey D. Luffy is the main protagonist. And he's a pirate who eats the gum gum, uh, gum, gum fruit. And he becomes a rubber man. And all these like devil fruits gives you powers, but then you lose the ability to swim. So there's this one pirate king called gold roger and you have to find he left all his treasure in one place called one piece and that's the story is him trying to go on to that finally my third and final first anime was naruto like i kind of mentioned earlier i say naruto because naruto was the first anime i knew was an anime and i actually wanted to watch it because it was an anime all the other ones i didn't know I didn't even I didn't even know Pokemon was honestly considered an anime probably until like late high school when I started actually getting into more into anime that I was like I always just assumed Pokemon was a cartoon like a cartoon made in the US but it's not. So that's why I had three first. Pokemon is my very first technical one. One Piece on Toonami because it was my first one I kind of watched regularly every like every week that I didn't know was anime. And then Naruto, the one I was forced to watch. And then I end up binge watching like all of them on YouTube, trying to find different ones. I watched a lot of anime on YouTube back in the day. <laughs> and God, the struggles of trying to find part one, part two, part three. It was... I. You're so lucky you didn't have to go through that. It was seriously, it it was horrendous trying to deal with all that. But those were like my first like animes I watched because I didn't really get into anime, honestly, until college. And that was mostly because when I first moved down, I moved states to go to college. So I didn't really know anyone. I didn't know anything to do when I first had class. Because I moved down there for a college, one of my one of the people I was uh, with mentioned like Naruto or something, and they started talking about anime. So that's how I kind of got more interested in anime, and I started like looking up different animes to watch because I had so much free time because I didn't really know anyone and I wasn't like trying to go out and talk to a lot of people because I was in an unfamiliar place, and so I was just kind of like. I'll just stick to myself here and I end up watching a crap ton of anime. Looking back when I first started it was definitely in Toonami because they had Naruto, they showed One Piece, Bleach, a lot of the mainstream ones and there's actually one that not a lot of people I don't think watch was called The Prince of Tennis. It's a sports anime. I actually became like pretty obsessed with it just because I love tennis tennis as a sport and in general i just i love playing it and everything so when i found an, a tennis anime i was like oh i'm definitely gonna watch this the art style is definitely i guess you could say unique there's like certain parts where it's definitely different than a lot of different animes but it's still your typical i don't know drawing style i guess you would say the only thing is if you want to watch it which i I would honestly recommend it if you if you want to get into anime and say you don't know what like genre to do. There's a lot of mainstream ones, Naruto, One Piece, Bleach, Dragon Ball Z, 
those are all good ones to go. Just remember, a lot of these, the ones I just named, are kind of slow at the beginning, especially One Piece. If One Piece is still going on. It has like 900 plus episodes. And I'm still actually currently watching it. I'm on episode like 896 or something like that. I will fully admit, though, I tried to rewatch some of the beginning. And the art style improves over on immensely. Don't get me wrong. But if you want to get into anime or One Piece now and you don't know where to start, I would say the first like 30 episodes is a lot just introducing the crew. So if you don't really mind about that, like just seeing how they're introduced and how they became part of the crew, it starts picking up pace, I would say maybe after, I don't know if it's considered the first arc, but after they get to the grand line. And once you watch the anime, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Once you get to the grand line, that's definitely when the action starts picking up. One thing I will say is One Piece is one of those that drag on fights. I know with one of those latest fights, Luffy and the main, I guess, bad guy for this arc, they had a fight that lasted, I want to say, 15 episodes. So that's also kind of why it has a lot. Mainstream's your way to go. I would do that, but... If you're looking for maybe into sports, The Prince of Tennis, don't get intimidated by it because it does have like 200 episodes. But you can, honestly, you can go in at any point because it's just like school where he just gets slowly gets new skills as you would normally if you played a sport. So you can honestly start in any spot. One thing I just want to leave off with is this kind of cycle goes through me and whenever I talk to people about how they got into anime they kind of all have similar stories so for me I created a list of what I call the five stages of watching anime stage one you mock it you make fun of it you ridicule it for whatever reason whether it looks childish looks scary creepy it's foreign anybody it's just different so a lot of people may not enjoy it stage two you watch an episode or a lot of people are actually forced to watch an episode and that starts to change your opinion whether it's good or bad that actually once you watch an episode you're like okay this wasn't what i thought stage three you start watching all the kind of mainstream dubbed anime naruto bleach dragon ball z one piece etc all those ones I kind of said, and that's kind of what gets the ball rolling. Stage four, you slowly transition to subversions. Whether the dub versions are taking too long to update, the subversion is farther than the dub version. Either way, you slowly start making that transition to watching subbed over dubbed. And then stage five, you start watching anime over regular TV, and then you check all the new season, the winter season, summer, fall, spring, all those new animes that come out. Though, I will say there is a hidden stage, and that's when people take things a little too far, and they watch all this anime, and they think, oh, I'm going to move to Japan, and it's going to be like living in anime, and they're going to be like, oh, Konnichiwa, Kawaii, Desu, all this stuff. Yeah, I recommend don't get to that hidden stage. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, I'm at I'm at like 
I'm a mix between stage five and stage three. I don't fully watch subbed unless I need to, mainly because I like to do other things while I watch, so I don't have to solely focus on the TV. I can just listen sometimes, and I can turn away and not miss like crucial scenes. So I'm like between stage three and stage five, but I'm not quite stage four where I'm only watching subbed. With but- that, definitely, I will admit with that. There is still some I prefer dub over sub. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of like new anime for me that come out that I want to watch. They always right. come out sub first, so yeah. I end up watching a lot of subbed. Yeah, like I was recommended Demon Slayer, and I watched that subbed because I think it was it's only subbed right now. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. It but may like be that, dubbed now because it got so popular. Yeah, it's but insanely popular, popular. But I highly recommend it. It's such a good anime, and it will be a topic in the future. So just get that out there. But like you said, I, there are some shows I prefer dubbed over subbed. And there are some shows that, because many dub shows, people think the voices don't sound right and stuff like that. But I think one that did it really well was Full Metal Alchemist. They have both an amazing subbed and dubbed. So I watched it dubbed. And shout out to episode three, Full Metal Alchemist. You should watch it. We just recently released it. So go check that out. But yeah, like there's many shows where I had I had to switch to sub, like Naruto, when I was all caught up and they were taking way too long to release, and I'm like, I just need to know what happens at the end, so I switched to subbed for that one. That's how I got into sub with One Piece. There was an arc that was happening. It was kind of like a season season finale, and they were like they said, oh. The dub version is going to come back in spring, so I had to, I would have to wait like three months for it to come back. Or if I transitioned the sub, they already had like 20 episodes out. But it was such a hard transition for me because I watched 300 plus episodes in dubbed that mm-hmm. going over the sub, yeah. Yeah, it can be very jarring. And one thing that you said earlier about if you're looking to transition to anime and watch mainstream ones one warning i would give to anybody who is planning on watching anime and they're going directly into the mainstream like naruto bleach one piece is that they are kind of old they're early 2000s some of them may be late 90s but they are older and the animation style is pretty very different yeah it's very sketchy in a, in a simple term it, it looks more raw and it can it can throw people off and turn them off to anime. Like, I was just looking at... I have never watched One Piece, but I was on Netflix, and I just scrolled past it, because they, I think they added another season on it. Probably. And I looked at the little synopsis, and it plays a little trailer, and it, I believe it was the first episode. And it was just so oh my God. off-putting, because the animation style is just so terrible. No, I... I that's one thing I hate about One Piece is I luckily for me I started watching it when it came out in Toonami so I grew up with it so it wasn't mm-hmm. I grew up with that animation so that's the style but that's why I said if you don't if you want to get into One Piece you can literally skip ahead to like episode 100 and because all that happens before that is meeting all the crew there's a couple battle scenes mm-hmm. you learn about his power there's even a whole arc that you can watch the movie there's a movie called Some Princess, uh, I don't know, it's Prince of, of Akbar, 
I think, something like that, where he has to face a guy named Crocodile. I just, if you want to know that arc, just watch that movie and you'll be fine. And then get to, like, episode 100 to 120, like I said, once you get to the grand line, that's where the animation style picks up and it just gets better from there. It's really hard to get into now because it's an older anime and, like you said, the art style is so different. Yeah, so for people who are trying to get into anime or are interested in it, I would recommend watching the more popular modern anime just because of the animation style is more up to speed with the modern times. Like, when I was first watching Bleach with Taylor, I, this was not even a year, probably a year ago, I, I remember starting it, and after the first episode, I turned to her and I'm like, so when does the animation get better? Because I'm just, at this point, I'm so used to good animation that it was just really hard to go back to an old anime. And I highly recommend Bleach because it's phenomenal. I was about to say, though, I will admit, out of Naruto, One Piece, all those, like, main ones, I think Bleach still has one of the better animations for early on. Mm -hmm. So, definitely, if you want to get into the mainstream one, I either recommend Naruto or Bleach, just because everyone kind of knows Naruto. But it is still a little drawing at the beginning, but I would strongly recommend Bleach. Yeah. Because that has probably the better animation style for being... And Ichigo is just so such a cool main character. Yes. So, I think my story into anime is very similar to yours. My, You're actually the person who got me into Naruto after, after I was freaked out about it. But uh, you made me watch it. And I kind of... I didn't force you to watch it, but I no, kind of just... No, we just kind of had it on, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. this isn't that bad. It was like a half-forced. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm watching this. You can watch it with me or not. It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I remember watching I'm like, oh, I guess this isn't that scary. It's kind of just a dude going around fighting people. Uh, but I had no idea what anime even was. I didn't really have the concept of it. I just thought they were cartoons, and they're basically just Japanese version of cartoons, but they have more adult themes, so... It kind of attracted me a little more, and I also watch Pokemon, Digimon, and Yu-Gi-Oh! like you, but like you said, you don't really view those as cartoons, because those are very childish. Those don't really have dark themes to them, besides Pokemon the movie where Ash literally dies. Which is still by far one of the best Pokemon movies ever. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's a great movie. But I didn't really think of those as anime, so I don't really count those as my first anime but the first one i did watch from start to finish was death note and i watched this on youtube but they were all in one parters like i could watch one episode you start to finish. lucky son of a bitch <laughs> and death note highly recommend to everybody especially first time anime watchers because it's not your typical anime where you have this super powerful main character who fights a villain and gets away with it it's a constant battle between the protagonist and antagonist and it's definitely debatable on whether the main character is the antagonist or not and i think that's the line they were trying to get at for that one where the premise of the anime is that there's this extremely smart college student he's one of the brightest minds in japan and one day he finds this notebook on the ground it falls from the sky he picks it up And he doesn't know this yet, but it's a notebook from the world of the dead, the land of the Shinigami. 
this book grants the the user the ability to kill anybody simply by writing their name and visualizing their face. And this makes him the most powerful man in the world, but he also becomes a huge target once he starts getting a little more bold with it. This is the whole premise of the show where he takes it into his own hands to rid the world of evil. The This power kind of grants him this ability that makes him so strong, but it also kind of takes a toll on him and he starts becoming evil himself in a sense, but he's doing it in, for a righteous cause. So it's a very gray line where the viewers kind of have to determine whether Light Yagame is a villain or if he's a hero and they definitely tread that line when the police force is after him he kind of wants to kill anybody that stands in his way because he views himself as a god and this is just a great anime to get started on because it's it's dark it just gives you a new perspective on cartoons and shows it's much different than your typical animated tv series this is what turned me on to it, mainly because car American tart cartoons, they're safe. They don't kill people, and I think that has to do with how our society is. No one really wants their kids to be watching death on TV. <laughs> Even the more popular anime do kill people, like Naruto. That's That was aimed for kids, but they weren't afraid to kill, and it wasn't really untasteful either. They didn't really show too much gore. But you definitely got the concept of death in it. And this entire plot of Death Note focuses solely around killing people. And I think that's what really hooked me to anime. Because after that, I'm like, what else do we got? Because I watched this late high school. I was at a point in high school to where horror movies and horror shows, horror games, didn't really scare me. And I think that's because my brother scarred me as a child and forced me to watch horror movies, so he kind of made me dead inside. But that's a different topic for therapy. <laughs> Shout out to my brother who scarred me with The Ring. That was my first like real horror movie, and it scarred me for life. But now I'm dead inside to horror, so I really want those darker anime that aren't afraid to kill and aren't afraid to make me feel scared for a main character. Yeah, that's one thing that... like tiptoeing around getting into anime or not just know and anime because it's not made here in the u.s literally anything can go there's so many different types of anime that you can watch or get into that they express like everything things you don't think would happen in a cartoon will happen in anime because for mm -hmm. me a lot of people have a debate, is anime a cartoon? Are cartoons anime? So on and so forth. My just quick thing is, I think anime is its own separate genre. Yes, it can be a cartoon. It's like a, a rect or a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. A cartoon can be an anime, but an anime can't be a cartoon. And by that, I mean anime is kind of its own separate thing. Because it, it can do a lot of things cartoons can't. But cartoons can do everything an anime can, can, technically. So I think anime is its own little separate kind of genre. So that's how we kind of got into anime. We both had a little similar experiences. Like I said, that's how I came up with those like five stages. A lot of people, I've noticed that when I talk about how they got into anime, they were either forced to watch it or they end up watching it without actually knowing it was an anime. Mm -hmm. So just if you... 
if you're ever interested in anime, I say go for it. Nowadays, in this day and age, it's way more widely accepted than it was probably like 10, 15 years ago. So I say go out, enjoy what you want to enjoy, and try out. Yeah. For me, my first gaming console was the Sega. I think it was the Sega Genesis. Mm -hmm. It's the black one. (laughs) Because there's like the Dreamcast, there's something else. It was... It was the main Sega everyone knows. Like, if someone says Sega, I'm pretty sure it's the one I'm talking about. Now, one of my first few games I played regularly was probably Sonic and Mortal Kombat. Sonic the Hedgehog has and probably will always be one of my favorite all-time games. And it it was very linear. It was... I guess you could call it almost like a side-scroller because you literally went one way i mean obviously there were some levels you could go back you could backtrack a little bit but then it would stop you it was because this was when like mario and sonic first came out so it was a lot of side scrollers where you just kind of went one way i'm sure everyone kind of knows what sonic is sonic you are saving like these woodland creatures from dr eggman and each level it's just different obstacles you can get different power-ups you collect rings there's really not too much to the old Sonic games. You just went to the right to beat Eggman. The bosses were really fun. I had a hard time on a lot of those games. Yeah. I was I hated like I hated the casino levels. Oh I think it was God. a casino. Yes. Basically after you get like 3 levels past um green zone, I just I sucked. I remember the casino level just because there were times where luck would be so biased. It would be one of us would have great luck and the other would have terrible luck. And we'd do the slot machine and one of us would get all sevens like two times in a row. And then there's one where it will send like swarms of, I don't know, like spike balls or whatever at you. So you would lose all your coins. So someone would get jackpot, and then the other person would get lose all their coins, whatever you want to call that. I just remember that part, <laughs> and we would always stress out. The other game, Mortal Kombat, which is now on like the 11th, 12th game, and I think everyone has at least heard of it. But Mortal Kombat, the original on Sega, was probably, no, I'm pretty sure it was, the first ever game I could not beat. I think I only made it... I got to the point where you had to fight, like, two people. And I could always, like, finish one person, but I could never finish the second one. And I thought it was biased. I thought... I I hated it. I, I was so pissed at this game. I used cheat codes to get to, like, the final boss. And then the final boss that had the four arms, he would annihilate you in, like, five seconds. There was, like, no beating him. And I was like, this game's rigged. You can't beat it. Yeah, nope. that, was, that was probably just because we would button mash, and the game actually has a little bit of strategy where you have to use combo moves and stuff, but we would just smash them. Yeah, that's true, and you had to actually, like, block and stuff, and I was like, nah, straight <laughs> offense, no defense. <laughs> Shout out to Sub-Zero, though, still my all-time favorite Mortal Kombat character, and I will always play him. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Scorpion fan, so the exact opposite. Which I always found funny that we end up liking the exact opposite. 
Also with Sega, there was like a lot of the Disney games, Aladdin, Lion King, all those types of games that I played quite a bit too. They were they were a lot of fun. And moving on from Sega, we got into PlayStation, which was probably Sega didn't last very long, so we didn't get a lot of games where the original PlayStation stuck around. There was PlayStation, PlayStation Slim, whatever. I had the original PlayStation. That's where I get, that's where I started to get into a lot of these franchises that continue to be popular today. And one of our all-time favorite was Twisted Metal 2. It was a great game. It was it's, phenomenal. It's like game. one of one of the more original battle royales. Battle Royale before it was cool. Exactly. It literally is a Battle Royale because Mm -hmm. you're... So it's a vehicle Battle Royale. And there's like eight different characters, I want to say. Eight to ten different characters you can choose from. And you go and from different levels, there's... I want to say like... There might be like ten levels and two bosses. There was Mm -hmm. Minion, Darktooth, and then Darktooth Head. So... I guess technically like three bosses. We spent countless hours on that game. Oh my god. God. I can't even tell you how much time was put into that game. Twisted Metal 2 was so fun. It's a super linear game. Like it's straightforward. You're a car. You fight to get to the last level. Once you win, that's kind of it. If you play on... If you play in co-op, that's it. But single player, you have a little more. You have um, an outro scene for whatever character you've played. So the whole premise behind Twisted Metal Contest is if you win the Twisted Metal Contest, you will be granted any wish. And the guy's name is Calypso. And of course, he's not a nice dude by any means. And any wish you have, somehow he gets it to turn on you. And so if you play on single player, you get to see all the different wishes from all the different people and you see how it turns on you somehow, some way. It's kind of like a monkey's paw where you make a wish, but it is a twisted wish and they turn it against you. And that's basically how all the Twisted Metals kind of end up going up until more like the recent one, like Twisted Metal 1, 2, 3, 4, Twisted Metal Black. Twisted Metal head-on. All of them are very the same circumstances. It's just different people, and they have different wishes. There's not much to talk about, but it's just one of those games that you would spend hours on because when you first start out, we had a hard time just getting to, like, stage three or four. Mm-hmm. And then nowadays, we can get to, like, the sixth stage, seventh stage without, without even dying. dying. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely figured out strat. We put so many hours in it. We know the perfect strategies to kill anybody without dying, and we know who's strong against who. And it- I remember the first the first boss you meet. So there's a the guy I mainly play is Warthog, which is basically a Hummer Army Humvee, and you shoot out three missiles, red, white, and blue. Go figure. The first boss is Minion. He's basically a tank up version of warthog and there was a spot you can hide in in this level and we would always just hide in there and just whittle this dude down and it would take us like 10 15 minutes 
That's how we defeated the boss, because we would always just hide and shoot him because he couldn't hit us. And that's how we defeated him. Nowadays, we're like, oh, it's minion. We both just book it towards him, mm-hmm. and we'll kill him, like, instantly. It's just funny how, like, once you get better at the game, you start your, doing things so differently. Yeah, how your play styles change and stuff. But along those also came Spyro, which I think is a big fan favorite. And then one of my all-time favorites, Crash Bandicoot. I think this game has a very big rivalry between Spyro, Crash, and Spyro fans. It's either you're one or you're other. You can like both, but there's always the people... Like, everyone always thinks one is superior to the other, and I don't know how this rivalry came. I feel like it may have... I don't know if it started early on because of that, because they were, like, probably... Probably because they were just the popular games for PlayStation, mm-hmm. but then early PS2 era, I want to say they also had those those games where they swapped worlds. Do you mm-hmm. remember those? Yeah. It was like Crash Bandicoot Purple and Spyro Orange or something like that. And Spyro was, you played Spyro in like a Crash Bandicoot universe and Crash Bandicoot in the Spyro universe. And I think that kind of helped the rivalry just how like mario and sonic were or kind of still is rivals Mm -hmm. crash bandicoot god that was amazing made by naughty dog at least the (laughs) the original three after that they end up selling the rights so only the original three you know what else was made by naughty dog the last of us check out our last of us episode episode two there was also one I don't know, many people may not have known this, but there's a game called Motocross Mania. It was a motocross game. Not much to it. You raced, did tricks. Phenomenal game. I loved it. It's a hidden gem for me. Not a lot of people know it, but just wanted to throw that out there just in case there's anyone out there that knows Motocross Mania. But then, going on to that, we get to Jack and Dexter. One of, probably another one of my all-time favorite games. But the reason why it's significant is this was my first joystick game. Yes, before, I think, well, I think it came towards the end of the life of PlayStation 1, but mostly mm-hmm. PlayStation 2, there was no yeah. analog. So most PlayStation 1 games didn't utilize the joystick. Like, even after they added the joystick, most still used the D-pad for their inputs. And... That just changed the game industry like forever because now you didn't have a locked camera. You could have open worlds, which Jack and Dexter wasn't like, I wouldn't say open world as today, but it wasn't open world for it back then. You could go and explore. You can do so many different things with the adjusting the camera with one angle. And I know for me, when I first played it, I was so stubborn on going over to the joystick because I was like, the diagonal pants is so easy to use. I grew up on it. That's what I'm going to do. But eventually I did swap over, but it just felt so unnatural at first to use it. Alongside Mortal Kombat, it was probably, for me at that time, it was one of the hardest games for me to beat. Now I can play it and it's no problem. Where if I still play the original Mortal Kombat, I still have issues because just because i'm not very good at fighting games either that could be an issue for me dragon dexter will always have a a spot in my heart as my first joystick game and it honestly was probably one of my first story driven games that i fell in love with and it 
if you haven't played it yet, there's three games, right? Three, like, main storylines. They also have Jack X, which is a racing one. Oh, yeah, the racing one. But three three main third-person shooter games. I'd definitely give it a try. And just so I'm sure some of you guys are probably wondering, I am a PlayStation person over Xbox. Growing up, I did own a Sega, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, GameCube, Game Boy, Game Boy SP, Wii, PS3. I have a PS4 now, Nintendo DS, a 3DS, and a Switch. And I just never really got into Xbox. I had friends who owned Xboxes. Well, it was more my family. My cousins own, like, all the Xboxes. And I played a lot of Halo with them. But that's, like, the only Xbox game I really played. Because most of my friends all had PlayStation. So I grew up with PlayStation. I am also a PlayStation fanboy. I had basically the same things you had. I had the Sega. I did not have a PS1, but I had a PS2, GameCube, which Animal Crossing was the shit back in oh the day. Oh my god, Animal <laughs> Crossing. I, I almost forgot about that. How did I forget about Animal Crossing? It's such a different game than the games were. A new game just came out, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was the shit. It was just a great game. You go and collect your bugs and your fish and pay off your debt it's a life simulator and it sucks but it's a great it's an amazing game but i would like to add a little bit of information about your joysticks like you said the analog sticks revolutionized the industry and the analog stick was i believe first released on the n64 but that was just a single joystick yeah and i think it was just a i don't remember what it was to control for most games but oh, I own an N64 now. I didn't oh, really? back then, but I I have <laughs> bought one the past couple of years. But the the dual analog sticks is what really changed potential for video games. It opened up the doors for more versatile gameplay, and it allowed for a lot more complexity in your games. Like, most of the old school games either had a fixed camera where they're up in a corner or down a hallway, and you controlled based on the perspective of that camera, and the camera was stationary, it was fixed. Or they had a simple tracking camera where it just followed from behind you. You couldn't change your camera angle. And you basically just controlled the way you moved with your D-pad. But once you had dual analog sticks, you could independently control your direction and your camera angles. All from... All independently. So you could... You could see what was behind that TV. Or you could see what's underneath that car and this and that. And it really opened up open world for one. It was a huge impact for open world because you you had much more to explore. And it just allowed more freedoms. And to throw in a little tidbit as well. Of course, we were kids at this time, so we did not know about all of this. We just kind of like, ooh, joysticks. Ooh, <laughs> we can do this now. So don't don't think we're like, we thought this much ahead when we were younger. Oh, no. no. Absolutely not. Just looking back. Yeah, we're just kind of thinking of it back now, but yeah, back then we were just like, ooh, joystick. Yeah, and it was really hard to get used to because we were used to the D-pad, but it just helped open up interaction with the game, and looking back at it now, it revolutionized the game. Not that we realized it at the time. With my game experience, I had a very similar thing. This might have been because we were neighbors and just was 
happened. We played a lot of games together, yeah. so that's kind of how our tastes became so similar. Yeah. So my game experience was Sonic the Hedgehog as well. And I think I mainly got into this because my brother, he was the one that owned the Sega and had all these games. But Sonic the Hedgehog was the game that I resonated towards when we had the Sega. And that's basically when I actively started playing video games. And it really opened up when the PS1 came out, though. I played Sonic, but it wasn't really... It didn't really open the doors like the PS1 did. Like you said, it was a short time period for us. There wasn't a whole lot of games. But I was obsessed with Twisted Metal 2, like you mentioned. It was a first Battle Royale. Jack and Daxter, I actually played... My first memory of this was when my dad was working out in California. I was there at his hotel, and he had a buddy who took his son's PlayStation from him. And he's just like, I want to play a game while I'm out here because he, I can't play it when I'm at home, so I'm just going to take it from him. So he, he took his son's PlayStation on the road with him, and he's like, you could play it. So I'm like, all right. And I played Jack, and I'm like, holy crap, this game is amazing. And it kind of brought me more into the gaming industry and like or the gaming field it brought me more into the gaming field and i really just opened up and just started playing a bunch of games and nowadays at the time i would just play any game but as i got older i just started straying away from first person shooters and i started driving more into story driven games and i liked analyzing the games i liked seeing hidden meaning and looking back at games, playing through again, and finding little nuances that they hint towards in the game, where you find little Easter eggs, and foreshadow, and symbolism, and that's kind of what I started looking for when I was playing games. And now, I, I still do that to this day, but now I'm just trying to look for a really good horror game, one that makes me feel <laughs> something inside. <laughs> yeah, we all kind of go through, I, I feel like, with different genres through what games to play just like the gaming industry as well because like when we were in high school i think cod was huge this was back when modern warfare 2 came out probably one of if not the most successful call of duty game there was i played countless hours on it i i loved the game modern warfare 2 i know me you and taylor we would play that game constantly together yes. i think that was probably one of the first games we all played together mm -hmm. yeah i think so and it was like the one first person shooter that i played constantly for months but then after that game i just stopped playing first person shooters like i played black ops 1 a little bit but i never really got far in it and then black ops 2 came out i bought it and then i just never touched it and those just kind of lost interest for me but that game really just opened up the doors for co-op play for me and I'm, I was really into that. And like you said, we put so many hours into that game. And we also did put a lot of hours into Black Ops 1 when we played Zombies. But that's about the extent. <laughs> I remember that one time. It was you, me, and Taylor. We were playing Zombies. And we had some random person. He was so much better than us by, like, miles. Mm -hmm. But he just liked playing. <laughs> and, yeah, he's like... Yeah... I forget what the exact he, message he sent us, but he's like... I believe it was someone like, you guys suck, but you guys make me laugh. 
Yeah, he's like, you guys are more entertaining than the game, so that's why I'm staying. Yeah. <laughs> and we just cracked up at that, and it just made us have, a, like, a newfound love for this game, which sucks, because honestly, Call of Duty, I mean, I still think Modern Warfare 2 is probably one of their better ones. Agreed. I stopped playing after, I think Modern Warfare 3 was the last official one I bought. I didn't, I do have Black Ops 4. That's just because I literally bought it off Kenny for like five bucks. So Modern Warfare 3 was the last like Call of Duty I bought. And I haven't, I didn't buy Advanced Warfare or Black Ops 5 or anything else from that. But Call of Duty, honestly, back in its prime was super fun. And I met Mm -hmm. a lot. I've actually added a lot of friends I've met from Modern Warfare 2. And I played games with them, and it was a nice community. But nowadays, you go in COD, and yeah, that that community. Yeah, I, I don't particularly like being in that community anymore. No, that's probably one of the things that drew me away from it. But I'm I've just kind of fell away from first person shooters because I think they're all the same in the general aspect of it. Just looking at the broader scope of a first person shooter. an online first-person shooter i should say just because when you look at them there's nothing there's no real objective there's no story you're just shooting at enemy players and i only can play that for so long before i lose interest because i like to look at deeper stuff there were sometimes i would feel oh i want to do a couple matches and then i play a couple matches and i realize why i stopped playing it Mm -hmm. i'm just I'm also not that very good at first-person shooters either. I know no, some I people are probably like, oh, you don't like it because you're not good. And it's like, well, yeah, that too, but... It's like I used to be good. I didn't like it then either. <laughs> I think, I think though, my highest, like, KD I ever got, like, on my combat record or something was only, like, 2.06 or something like that. Yeah, I didn't... I, I was proud of it. <laughs> I wasn't very good either. I was proud of it just because of the fact that Modern Warfare 2 was my first PlayStation 3 game, and it was like one of my major like first-person shooter games. So mm-hmm. I had no idea like how to play first-person shooters. So for like the longest time while I was learning how to play, my KD was at like 0.6. So imagine trying to get your combat record from 0.6 to 2.0. Mm-hmm. That was extremely hard to do because. Your combat record didn't reset unless you, like, hacked yourself. So when I finally got that to that 2.0 KD, I was like, yeah, this feels nice. This feels nice. Mm-hmm. If I had to leave something for you guys, I would say going into anime, I would definitely, re- like Joshua said, I'd recommend maybe starting with a more modern one to see if you will enjoy anime. Demon Slayer is a good one. I mean, there's a lot of popular ones going on right now. SAO, if you... There's like four seasons of it. It You may have heard about it. Like It's an, kind of like a popular-ish one. But a lot of people... You may have heard it because of like bad things where everyone likes the first portion of SAO and Aincrad, but not the second portion. Though it, I would say it is probably a good beginner one too because it is a video game anime. It might be something you're into as well and it's kind of easy to just dive in 
If you wanted to try a mainstream one, kind of like how I said earlier, I would definitely recommend Bleach, just because the animation style, I feel, holds up more than the previous ones, just because it's also, it didn't come out as early as the other ones, like One Piece, Naruto, all of them. So, those would be my recommendations. What about you? Yeah, I I like the recommendations you gave. I would also recommend, if you want to stay away from some of the older mainstream, like you said, Demon Slayer is an amazing anime. It's well thought out, and it's a beautiful anime. The art style of it is almost very classical, like a Japanese art style in some aspects of it, and it's just gorgeous. I would also recommend Dr. Stone. It's not a typical anime. It's very science-based, but it also has an anime like anime plotline to it, and it's completely different from most other anime, but everyone that I've known that has watched it absolutely loves Dr. Stone. And a third one I would recommend is Death Note. It's classic. It's kind of older, so it does have a little harsher art style in the beginning of it but it's short it's 36 episodes i believe and it's just very different and i think even non-anime watchers love death note there's definitely a lot to explore and obviously a lot of it's going to come down to taste too mm-hmm. whether what kind you had so if you have any questions on what kind of animes you would want to recommend you can always email us at weepspawn at gmail.com you can let us know like what genre or what specifically like what kind of anime you're into and i'm sure we can easily recommend you one as for gaming purposes gaming it's the same with anime especially nowadays because the gaming consoles are always improving so everyone's always like graphic this graphic that they always want the improved ones however if you want to play some of the older games we played I highly recommend Twisted Metal 2, since Battle Royale is popular nowadays. <laughs> the graphics are super jarring, though. The graphics are awful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we never played for the graphics. I, you can look up on YouTube, and you'll see the, the graphics, and you'll probably be like, what the hell is this? Don't let the graphics turn you off. It's honestly... I, I still would love to play it. Jack and Daxter, though is one I would strongly recommend as well. And for me, what was it? I think it's Crash Bandicoot Wrath of Cortex. It's a PS2 game. It took Crash Bandicoot to a new, I don't want to say new era, but a new direction almost. Again, this isn't, I don't think this was made by Naughty Dog because Naughty Dog only made the first three. Basically, there's like five stages. You have to fight and then a boss. And then once you do that, you can go on to another area. There's like five different areas. But the thing is, each time you beat an area, you gain like this superpower. And it was so different from typical Crash Bandicoot games. But it didn't, it made it work so well that it was honestly such a fun game. So if you're looking for some older games to try out, I would definitely recommend Jack and Dexter, Twisted Metal 2, and Crash Bandicoot, Wrath of Cortex. Yeah, and the ones I would recommend... I would also recommend Spyro in the... In that... Spyro, old, the Year in, of the Dragon. Yeah, in that old genre. And they also have the remastered copy where you can get 
the first three Spyros, I believe, which you can get for PS4, and it's actually, uh, the graphics are improved, so if you don't want to go with an old graphic style, you can go this and still get the old gameplay aspect of it. And if you want to look at some newer games, the ones I recommend are obviously some of the mainstream ones, like Spyro, they have the remastered version of it for PlayStation 4, and you get the old style gameplay with newer graphics, if the graphics are what turn you off. But I'd also recommend for the, some of the newer games, there's games like God of War and The Last of Us, which are phenomenal games with an amazing storyline. They're first person or they're third person linear storylines, and they're fantastic games to go through. And I'd also recommend maybe like a game like Infamous, where it's in between old and new. It's a PlayStation 3 game where you play as a man who has electricity as a, an ability and he's kind of trying to fix his city from a terrorist group and it's just games like these i try to look at games that have just a good storyline and that are enjoyable to play and one last game i actually just thought of it's a we play game so back in the Wii, it's a we play game i think we play automatically came with the Wii. Not a hundred percent sure on that because I don't ever remember buying it. I think it just came with it. Do you remember the tank game? I knew you. That's where you're going when you said. <laughs> yes, I do remember that tank game. That it's, game it's a very was fun strategy so fun. Because like these missiles would ricochet, and so you can move, and your goal was to destroy all these tanks. And each tank, as you get higher level, it would get harder, and they would have like different abilities. It was just a fun game. It's just something little. There's not much graphics to it, and it's it's just one of, I feel like, a hidden gem game that if you have a Wii or you know someone with a Wii, I highly recommend playing it. It is a phenomenal game, and I'm sure you'd probably end up... If you like strategy games, you'd, you're going to like it. I do have one more suggestion, actually. A ga- great game that's a co-op person game, It's and you don't have to be a big gamer to even play this, but it's Portal 2. It's a great game to play with a friend or a partner, and it's for the PS3 and the PC, but it's just a great game that you can just sit down, relax, and try to figure out these puzzles where you're using portals to get you and your partner to a different to the end goal, and it's just a fun little brain teaser to play, and it's, it's just a great game to just sit back, relax, and play through. And obviously, we've played tons more games and seen more anime than we discussed but like i said earlier if you have any questions or anything you want to get into or if you're stuck and you don't know what kind of game direction you want to go in you can always email us at weavespawn at gmail.com ask us for our opinions or anything like that we'll be more than happy to listen to we would we really love to hear your guys' recommendations and we want to know what type of genres you guys like, what you would prefer us to hear, and we don't have to talk specifically about an anime or a video game. We can talk about a general or a genre in general. And if you want, you can just tell us your story on what got you into anime and gaming, and we will read it. We'll get back to you, and it might help us be inspired for a future episode. This week. I don't have any facts for us, but I will next week and some of the weeks to follow. Like we always say, 
we discuss anything and everything anime and gaming related. So whether it's giving a little opinion bases like this or talking specifically about a certain game or anime. Anything you want us to discuss, you can always email us, weebspawn at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram, and I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we will see you next time when we weebspawn.